1: Kia ora and welcome to Goals and Growth coming to you from Plains FM 96.9 in the heart of Christchurch, Canterbury, New Zealand. Kia ora. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mordecai. So, we have been talking over the last couple of months about failure. Bit of a <laughs> down the type subject. However, there's an upside, and we want to talk about the upside as well as being realistic today. I need to get something off my chest, and that is the big failure that I promised to <laughs> to share from last month. So a bit of a recap. Yes, I'll, I was just about to say, before we dive into
0: what we want to talk about today... I think it would be good to get a, get a bit of a recap on where we
1: left off last time and then look at um, exploring that. Now, our audience can't see this because obviously it's just a podcast, but there's a great big smile on Modokai's face <laughs> about this because there's a bit of revenge here, I think, almost. <laughs> now, as a, coincidentally, we both saw some of our biggest failures as relationships, And for mine, I was previously married. I was married for quite a long time, over 15 years. The relationship lasted over 20 years. So when it failed, which is actually a little painful actually to say that it's failed, but it it, it did, as it ended, that there was, a realisation that it wasn't just my failure, there were other there was pain not just for myself but there was pain for others involved as well so it was sort of easy to focus on my own sort of selfish pain and distress but there were there were other people, uh, not least as it turned out my ex-wife but also there were children involved as well so lots of people who suffered from this and I think for failures from I guess my learnings from this have been a struggle over more than a decade really around sort of recovering from that trusting again and this often happens in relationships I believe where you you think it's not going to happen i'm not, not going to get married again i'm not going to have children again or i'm not going to i'm not going to trust as much and i have to say trust has been affected my level of trust of people has changed i don't know whether it's necessarily better or worse or just different yeah it's definitely different anyway time for your questions Magical.
0: I wanted to start with when we're obviously we're talking about failure here, and you mentioned that there were in your relationship there were other people who not not necessarily a part of the relationship but were affected or st- stakeholders in the relationship. If you mm. may, yeah. I was just curious what was the actual part of the failure that you felt? Did you feel that you had? Let your ex-wife down, or the children, or the family, or yourself. If, if that kind of makes sense, where where was the shortcoming for you, or the actual failure?
1: I definitely went through all of those groups you're talking about, all of the my my friends, which which you you intimated as far as sort of letting down. How confusing is this? Because oftentimes, you know, if we have a relationship with someone, the friends also have. Our friends also have relationships with both of the both ourselves and our partner. So breaking up can be really really difficult for them. They go, "Well, uh, who should I side with, or can I continue to be friends with both and things like that?" Especially if it's a messy and mm. and upsetting breakup. So I've definitely gone through feeling guilt that other people, as I said friends. Family, children, partner have been hurt by the and myself. Yeah, definitely feeling sorry for myself. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned the um, your ability to trust had changed after that, because quite often we associate failure with risks, because the the higher the risk, the higher the reward. We we often hear that that scenario, but what comes to mind for me when you mention trust is kind of a similar sort of thing because in order to fail, you are in- inherently making taking some sort of a risk. And I was just wondering what what that process has been like for you. Has that made you more risk averse or more hesitant or entrusting? Or?
1: It has definitely made me more risk averse, but I think that has changed over time. I think there's. A, it was weird, really, because there was a period where I was less risk-averse. So because of the, if you like, the breakup of my world, the failure of sort of in one area that I wanted success in another. Hmm. So I was taking what I would normally have considered as unnecessary risks, in other parts of my life mm. to recover, almost like vicariously from from another type of failure. And I have seen other people who have done that. So for example, they may be, if they've had a failure in business, then they may be really keen on having a success in relationships mm. or vice versa. And that was certainly my experience. But I think for me, I found that I was finding that I was less trusting of people for a period of time. But then, I have to say, I probably became gradually more trusting. So probably, it's kind of hard to tell because you look back over a period of time, it's really hard to compare apples with apples and you keep reframing your past. So it's kind of weird, really, because now I'm looking back at it and going, "Yeah, I probably am about as trusting now as I was before." But I've been so lucky. I've been so so lucky. The, my wife, that you know well, yeah. yeah I've just so incredibly fortunate. So it's yeah, it's definitely a a very positive boost to my sense of trust in others, you know, to have her a very much a part of my life and, you know, supporting me.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, you talked a little bit about the things that you learned from this failure, but I'm curious to hear about a different kind of learning, which is responding to failure, because in that moment, you would have responded or reacted in a certain type of way when those things were happening. But if you had to look back now, what would you say you've learned about
1: how you respond to failure? I probably denied it too much initially. I probably was, nah, this all we can fix this, or it's not as bad as it seems," something like this. I think there was a. It took me quite a while to sort of appreciate the real significance of it, and. It's a strange one because of the circumstances that we were in that it was a breakup, but publicly we hadn't broken up for quite a long time. It was mm-hmm. kind of like our secret. That was definitely my learning. That was definitely unhealthy. Yeah. And I think we both did it for the right reasons, for some of the right reasons, and that was for the for the protection of the children. Mm. But ultimately... They were bad decisions, and the best thing would have been to uh, to split, Mm. you know, and 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 to to appreciate that this is this is how it should be. Because I think ultimately there was more harm done by attempting to stay together in some form of relationship that just wasn't healthy for ultimately for anyone. So that would definitely be my, my learning is you do whatever you can to to make the relationship work but if there comes a point where one or both decide that it's just not going to work yeah then it should be cut it should be that's it yeah and what i mean by that uh, is it's not just that you don't have any relationship at all of course you know if there's children involved or even if there's not then you you want it to be a continued positive relationship of some description, mm-hmm. but the existing relationship has to change significantly, and yeah people both sort of realize yeah that's what needs to be done without sort of delaying things, so yeah, I delayed
0: yeah, oh well, Kyoto pete, thanks for <laughs> for sharing that my my biggest takeaway from this conversation and the series of conversations we've been having is. For me, realizing that failure doesn't necessarily is not nor is necessarily something that's happening to you. It's a thing that happens and you decide or how to how to take it and what to take from it
1: and to go forward but I don't know if you've got anything else that you'd like to add it's there's so many aspects to to failure i I must say I've been pushing back against the Failure is great it, it almost seems something a little corny and a little sort of pretentious about it and I, I think we've sort of touched upon this in the in the two previous ones, but at the same time, I really do think from my own life and from the lives of so many people that i've I've been lucky to uh either to read about or to uh to to experience that Failures have been incredibly helpful for somebody's growth. And mm. I suppose it's around the nuances that you add into, you know, that discussion. It's neither good nor bad. It's just a thing that happens. It's a thing that happens. And we were talking just before the show, weren't we, about these Situations where someone has been so hurt by a failure that it has profoundly changed them. And from an outsider's perspective, not in a good way. Mm. It's made them very risk-averse or very distrustful of people. It's dramatically changed their approach to life, to, uh, to opportunities and so on. And it's so easy for us on the outside who haven't experienced that whatever it is that they experience, but it must have been profound. It's so easy for us to say, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, good the Good will come of this. And I can actually remember the pain of being separated from my children because of the relationship that I was in had become so toxic after the breakup and people would say it'll be fine yeah well you know just time will heal things but when you you can accept that I guess for a year or two but when it's five years eight years nine years that can be really destructive and and it can profoundly change how you feel feel about things and you go, well, I I just don't want to get anywhere near that area that's just causing me so much pain. Therefore, I will run away from that or I will exclude it in some form or another in my life. And I guess that's one of the things I think if, we, if we're if we looking at this podcast, we, we, we kind of want to maybe obviously end on a more positive note and looking forward at, what people can do if they're in that sort of failing forward process.
0: Yeah, because I guess the other part of it as well is that failure is a very personal experience yep. and it shouldn't be compared to someone else or someone else's mm. perception of what that failure is. It's a it's a very personal thing because each scenario is going to be different because each individual is different in how we approach it as well.
1: Yep. Each of us has a, for want of a better term, risk appetite, if you will. And as we have experiences in life, that will change. We may become more confident about taking greater risks as we get older. With those experiences, we realize actually that I thought were really bad that were going to happen weren't really bad that, that actually happened. So yeah. it's okay, I'll sort of stretch the boundaries. Bit. But then there are other situations where you think, oh, this will be easy, this will be fine. And yeah. then it all turns completely crazy. And you go, oh, no, never again. <laughs> and you can see that those sort of experiences really shaped and sometimes scarred people's lives. Mm. And it's still affecting them decades later. And I guess from that point of view, that's what I'd like to, to discuss with you now is moving forward, how do, we, how do we give people those opportunities, encourage people to take those opportunities, realizing that there is a risk of failure and that inevitably there will be failures but not to the point where it scars them so much that it prevents them from living a good life.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think
1: talking about it is probably a really big
0: point for me because I feel like the more stories you hear, the more we can relate to one another and the more it helps to give context to this thing called life that we each have our own unique perspective and experience with it but the more we share with one another, it starts to paint the bigger picture and helps to put things in in relation to one another and in, in, in a greater context and you th- and you think you hear someone else's story like wow that's actually quite ex- quite similar to my experience I never I never considered that other aspect of it or I didn't see it like that or ah oh, I'm in this situation right now from what I've heard from Pete. Maybe I should look at it like this. Or he used these different tools to try and approach it. And yeah, I think for me it's just sharing stories and making it normalizing sharing stories. And the same way we talk about the weather and how finely manicured our
1: lawns are, (laughs) (laughs) we bring in failure into that conversation (laughs) as well. (laughs) And some of our lawns aren't as well manicured as others. <laughs> I'm going to share it anyway because you mentioned lawns. It's the first lawns, I think, appeared in the 17th century. I may be mistaken. And it was in France. Some chateau, some prince or, or, or king wanted lawns. And it's all come from there, whereas previously, sheep would graze on animals, you know, there, there was no such thing as a lawn. And now you've got these beautifully manicured lawns in many parts of suburban New Zealand and throughout the world, and you go, hmm, okay, a lot of people really spend a lot of time on, on those lawns. And, and if somebody else's lawn is not up to standard, <laughs> then it can be a source of... Improve your lawn, you know, you're letting the, you're letting the neighborhood down. Anyway, the t- t- <laughs> <laughs> expectations. Yeah, I, I agree as far as those stories are concerned. because, and, and maybe that's part of the good side of being open to talking about failure is that it has normalized things. When I was growing up, failure was a dirty word. You didn't talk about failure. You you hid failure. Failure wasn't like, it's not something you sort of typically accepted. Yeah. Whereas now, I even saw that there was a podcast called Failosophy. Philosophy. So there's lots of and we've got a podcast on Plains F M. Yeah. Another shout out to Tanya, well done, on Fail Better. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's that's it exactly. We we do want people to take risks. From my point of view, having been sort of heavily involved in sort of risk management and so on, so we want people to take calculated risks. <laughs> you know, reasonable risk risks. Reasonable. Whatever that whatever that might mean to someone. And the appreciation that yeah failures will happen, and it's not just all rainbows and unicorns at the end of failure it's all like that, some some lovely experience no it's not typically going to be anything like that it's going to be it's going to hurt mm. it's going to be, it's you're going to have emotional responses that are going to be upsetting without a doubt because that's. If, if it actually is a failure, then there will be an emotional element to it. Do, do you agree? I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. So having sort of experienced those is you're then going, okay, I'm going to feel really bad for a period of time. Moving forward, how am I going to improve myself? How am I going to have a better life because of this? What? benefit can come from this experience. And if I go back to my own, the the sharing that I had before, I think there are, if not just for me, I can share my experiences with others as a cautionary tale almost (laughs) to say, don't do what I did, kind of thing. I mean, even if it's like this, I think that that there certainly can be benefits if I learned something where somebody should avoid doing a certain thing, then you know, I can then share it, saying, mm. This is this is my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like that? Um
0: ooh. that might be a whole entire another episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't go there. But, okay.
0: Well I think it I I think it just goes back to just sharing more of those stories and um there's chances are there's something that you're doing that someone else has done before and mm. if you if you hear from them you can have like i guess the, like you said the cautionary tale and say if you're going to jump off that cliff make sure you know that you could break your bones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in and that's in that sort of similar vein and yeah i think it just comes back from sharing as many more stories and Because also I think the other part that comes from sharing is I can see Pete and be like, wow, you know, Pete is successful in so many different aspects of his life but have no idea of the failings that have come before that and the most likely failings that will follow from that. But we tend to have this one, not necessarily one dimensional but one side that we see of a lot of people. And especially with celebrity and popular figures, we tend to only see one side yeah. and well as you and I both know people are very we're very multifaceted mm. and multi-layered like triple layered chocolate cake <laughs> <laughs> you're not hungry at the moment you? <laughs> that and you have to go through all the layers to experience the whole chocolate cake so yeah.
1: yeah I agree I agree and it's if it's somebody we tend to like then we see their successes mm. If it's even if they've failed, it's like well that was a good failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we just, we just, and she she she, like she learned some great things from that, and she's just awesome now. Whereas if it's somebody who's who we don't really like, we can say well, yeah. Well, even when he was put an he, asterisk, I kind of successful it wasn't really a success. It wasn't his success. It was it was the GSE. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are <we're> just lucky <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, I I agree. It is something where I think having a more generous spirit i think because i think if, if we if we're really deep down open with ourselves we've got a lot of insecurities we've got a lot of self doubts we've we've done a lot of things that we're probably not proud of that we've mm. probably we we might have escaped failure through pure luck a lot of times that we didn't realise that we were so we'd, we'd be doing all sorts of crazy things that we were just super lucky that it didn't end up very very badly for us Yeah, and I think that, I think we need to have an appreciation that other people actually are going through plenty of struggles and just to be a little bit empathetic towards them and perhaps a little more realistic you know when it comes to sort of putting somebody on a pedestal for example mm. and also having the same similar expectations of ourselves. I mean why do we need to compare ourselves with If, for example if you're a rugby player why do we need to compare ourselves with like, Rich McCaw mm. or if we're a business person why do we need to compare ourselves with Jeff Bezos or something yeah. like this I don't think it's healthy I don't think it's it's necessarily useful Yeah, It goes back to that personal experience
0: mm. you have no idea what jeff bezos has for breakfast yeah (laughs) but you want to be like jeff bezos i mean and yeah all these different things like you know people experience coriander differently and (laughs) (laughs) i think i might be hungry making a lot of food analogies
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay what's your favorite food cereal really yeah yeah, Well, that's interesting. <laughs> any particular type of cereal? This is completely not on the subject anyway. But um, It's usually either either oats or whole
0: bran, bran flakes.
1: I do like them. I wouldn't say it's necessarily <laughs> my favourite. I'm a bit more sweet-toothed than you, that's for sure. Anyway, I think from a failure point of view, any last thoughts? Um,
0: I don't think I've even been concise with my thoughts. It's kind of just been a little bit here, a little bit there, but... Yeah, I think I think
1: we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we've probably covered failure now enough, and we'll come up with another <laughs> subject next time. Mm-hmm. And it's probably around, I think, listening, listening to ourselves and listening to others, I think might be a good topic for next time. That is a brilliant segue coming from failure because essentially for me,
0: what, how we perceive what failure is to ourselves and how we respond to it often comes from within ourselves. And if you're listening and you're in tune with yourself, you're like, right, why have I responded in this way? Why is this making me feel like this? Where is that coming from? And quite often it's, we can be triggered by external factors, but the response is coming from internal, something internal. And I think, I think that's a,
1: that's a brilliant segue to follow up from failure. That is what we will be talking about next month. Boom, just like that. (laughs) Okay, that's our show. Thank you very much, Modicai. Failure and how we can recover and thrive from it. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us on the planesfm.org.nz website under Goals of Growth. But Modekai is very kindly uploading them onto... Spotify. Spotify.
0: Uh, we're currently working on getting all the episodes up up on there as well, so
1: they'll soon be available. All of them will soon be available up there. So have an awesome week, and Vihi and bye for now. Namaste.